So hello, welcome everybody to a new episode of our Traders Improve podcast. Today is a very special episode. I am talking to Moritz, as you can see. Hello. And hey, Moritz. <laughs> and we thought that we will give you a little bit of an intro, which is long overdue about our us. And we just chat about how we got into trading and everything else. So yeah, let's know, Moritz. How did you get into trading? What is your? How did you get here? <laughs> long story. Um, okay, so let's. I try, I'll try to make it short. I was a video gamer passionately, and one of the guys I was playing with, he um, suddenly started playing poker on Party Poker back then. And I watched him, and he made like one thousand, two thousand dollars a day. And I said to myself, okay, if this guy can do it, because I was a better gamer than him, then I can do it too for sure. So that's how I got into poker. Then I played that for a few years, uh, made some decent money. And then uh, from poker, I met a friend, uh, Andy, who um, introduced me to trading. And he said, in trading, you can make even more money than in poker. So, <laughs> And you know how to pay your taxes and so on. So um, that's how I got into trading then. And uh, yeah, for me, it was just always the obvious choice to have a job that um, provides freedom and money at the same time which is really hard to find but trading or poker or um what i was doing before video gaming do just that like freedom and money at the same time it's really hard to find but there are things out there that give you just that <laughs> right but freedom is not like you can lay at the beach all day and, and the money is coming in magically it's yeah, no. you have to work like crazy yeah it's uh you have to Especially in the beginning, you have to um, grind a lot and work really hard. And uh, the compounding effect will come in later, of course, as your account grows and your skill set grows and everything. Um, that's the perverted thing about trading. is like in the beginning, you have to put in so much time and money. And the effort is negative, actually. I mean, the result is negative because you're actually losing money. And then later, as your account grows and your skill set grows, then you spend less and less time and effort and you make more and more money. So that's really counterintuitive, but that's how it is, right? And right. then in the end, uh, I mean, now I'm spending four to five hours per day on trading, and uh, yeah, which, uh, which is still my passion. I really love it. <laughs> so it's not, uh, and I can do it from anywhere in the world. So that's my freedom, right? Right, yeah. And what games did you play early on? You ask what games did I play? I was Counter-Strike mostly. <laughs> the good old days, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Counter-Strike. I, I started with Beta 3.1. So that was in 1997 or so when I was 10 years old. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah sounds about right. I was 12 then, yeah. And yeah. back then, everyone had an ISDN connection. Mm -hmm. So, and... and mm -hmm. Only so many phones could call at the same time, so my my parents couldn't call anyone when I was playing, and sometimes I would like I call my friend on the phone and play like this, and we were on the same game on the same server for hours. Right. It was funny. And there's no hiding from it at the end of the month when the phone bill came to your parents. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, so I can talk a little bit so people know. I got into trading um, first. I was introduced by, by my family. It was around the dot-com 
in 2000, the dot-com boom, everybody, even in Germany, was into stocks back then because it was oh, yeah. just going up, just like it's now. So I, I was 15 at that time, and I was just fascinated by the idea that you can own a piece of McDonald's as a 15-year-old, and you could make money at the same time while you not have to do anything. Because I, at that time, I was doing like I was like a newspaper boy, running around uh, the area. Really miserable job in the winter. It sucks in the summer. In the summer, it's too hot. Uh, hot. So this was a very hard way to make money. And I that was the first time I got introduced into the concept of um, making money while not doing any physical work. And it was just like a big, big mindset. <laughs> mindset shift that there's something like this actually and uh, unfortunately then puberty hit and everything uh, yeah this yeah. came went into, into the background <laughs> uh, but then when I was in uni or when I started university I studied uh, business and finance with a major with my majors were in economics and yeah you know capital markets and I got very early on into my first semester we had a lecture from a guy who was uh, at, a, at a bank and after that, I uh, set up. I was looking online how to how to get into into trading, because it reminded me about uh, my my dot com dabble. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I had my first MetaTrader account just right after that. And yeah, I got uh, really hooked by the idea. And I had a I had a deadline because I knew okay, in five years my studies are over, <laughs> and then I either have to get a real job or or do this trading thing. So that was a very good motivator. And I had a little laptop back then, um, and I brought it to university. And uh, yeah, I was always just looking at the charts and doing my thing <laughs> because I had this this fixed deadline. And then after university, um, I decided to to move to Asia because in in Germany the the living expenses are just ridiculously high. If you're starting out as a after university, you don't have many savings. Yeah, so living off of your savings while trading is just really hard. But I figured that if I can reduce my living costs in Asia, that would make it way more more possible to to achieve that that goal. So that's why I I was stuck in in Asia for five six years, mm -hmm. and yeah, that helped me to reduce the living expenses and just free up a lot of a lot of time. And I always I was always fascinated. I when I was seventeen or eighteen, I had um, websites already uh, that were making actually money. So I always had this. I tasted that it was possible to make money on your own while not having to have a job. And um, I could never imagine myself sitting in a in an office for 30, 40 years. And no when you are yeah, when you are a grown-up man and you have to listen to other grown-up men, what you have to wear, how you have to talk, <laughs> and you have to ask for your holidays, and if you can go to the doctor, it was really like a, a horror scenario for me. So that was yeah. really motivator. Yeah, that's messed up. That was also always the, my biggest motivator, actually. I always had a problem with authority. <laughs> and even I was fighting with my teachers all the time and with my parents, too, of course. Like, no one can tell me what to do. Right. And uh, that was also yeah, a huge motivator for me to do my own thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think many traders are, yeah, they're either, well, most people are, I say that they, they're in trading for the money, but I think if you dig a little bit deeper, it's always about... What's well, often about the freedom just to be the master of your own time, which is mm -hmm. just so important, I think, and so yeah. so liberating. It's at the same time, it's also it can be very scary when nobody tells you what to do. Some people will do the work; other people will just lay on the couch all day and play video games. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's it, but people find out then the hard way often. Mm -hmm. 
And that brings me to the next question. What motivates you to trade every day? What is your, what's your daily motivator these days? Mm. I mean, it has always been lifestyle, to be honest. Like, <clears throat> obviously, in, uh, your lifestyle goals change in the beginning. I just wanted to be um, free and independent. And then later on, I wanted to uh, have a big mansion and fancy cars. Then I found out that doesn't really like provide happiness actually so now i'm back on the freedom trip <laughs> but uh, i don't want i don't want things to tie me down um yeah but i don't need motivation i really enjoy it what i did uh, uh, for a test for example is i was trading a demo account for two weeks just for fun and see if i could still show up every day and um do my process and trade and I had just as much fun as when I was trading my real money account. So <laughs> I actually genuinely enjoy trading. I would do it for free. It just feels good to me. It's like a video game for me, right? So I don't actually need motivation to do it. It's just the thing I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, about a, it's about a process, I guess, always. Yeah, yeah, it's just very enjoyable. I mean, I love looking at the charts and showing up like it gives me a routine before the London session. Um, I feel great when I when I make the right decision and um, also make make some pips on the sides. And I like journaling. I like analyzing. I like everything about trading. Man, it's just to me, it's the best job in the world, and I wouldn't want to do anything else. <laughs> so, what are your what are your long-term goals then? In trading or in, in life? Yeah, well, I guess trading will enable a lot of those things. Yeah, I mean, in trading itself, I obviously I want to take it to the next level, which is uh, running money. So opening the fund in Hong Kong is one of my longer-term goals, which we are hopefully going to achieve next year, I think. And uh, that's, that's my long-term goal in trading. Um, just to have a new challenge and uh, I think it will be fun to build a small team of traders and uh, work with them together it's gonna be really really cool <laughs> and in life I like I mean in life I don't really have goals per se I mean maybe I want a family someday maybe not maybe I want to live in Hong Kong forever maybe not uh, yeah I, I can't really say that I have long-term goals in life I'm really happy where I'm right now, and uh, right now nothing nothing has to change actually. So it, it for me right now it can go on like this forever. I don't know what I'm going to do next year, and that's fine. And um, I'm just taking it as it comes. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that uh, I shared it with you the Ben Gertzel the podcast where he was yeah. asked about his life purpose, and he said. Um, Three things: it's growth, um, choice, and fun. I think something along those lines. Yeah, joy, joy, growth, choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's uh, growth, especially, is is really important. I think it's uh, that's what counts for me. I think right now is just growth, always doing something new, something the next step. And as you said, um, trading on your own is is fun, but it's um, if you can if you can take it to the next level, build build a hedge fund that we want, and then have a have a little team of, of like-minded traders that you can hang out with and have fun with. That's, I think, the, the next the next step. I think that will be really, yeah, that's also one of my motivators, just to take it always one step further. You never know 
where you're going to be, I think, in five or ten years, but just always one step after the other, I think, is where where your where your purpose comes in, I think, or where, where the fun comes in and the motivation. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And, I mean, yeah, that's also, I mean, one of my long-term goals in life, for example, is also growth, just become 1% better each day. And that doesn't have to be necessarily... Uh, related to trading it can also be related to sports or i don't know um, reading more or making music and uh, just learning 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 i think when you stop learning then life becomes really boring and <laughs> actually it's like you 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 you're dead already i think when you stop learning so yeah maybe that's one of my life goals never stop learning no. <laughs> and i think it's this is really i think i I was guilty of, of that in the beginning, like many people who are just too focused on trading on one thing and then yeah. f you forget about everything. But once you pick up, and now I encourage people to do it actually, pick up new hobbies or just try out new interests. Yeah. You never know what you're what you're stumbling upon. Maybe you're going to find your new passion there, but if you don't try it, you, you'll never, you never get there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So growth is a, is a really, really, and learning is really important, I think. And you never mm -hmm. know what you will learn that you can ha use for your trading as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> always so, be curious. Right, always. So, yeah, we you already talked a little bit about it. What is your daily routine, if you have anything like that these days? <laughs> well, my routine is for sure that I get up and, uh, like, at least one hour before... <laughs> That's a good before, start, yes. <laughs> <laughs> at least one hour before market open. And uh, so London session. When I'm in, when I'm in um, Europe, it's a bit different than when I'm in Asia. When I'm in Europe, I have to wake up 7 a.m. usually. Then on some days I do the webinars for our people. Um, but most days um, I simply look at the charts when I get up. Um, and then I trade for roughly five hours. So like 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'm usually on the charts. And after that I do whatever I want. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I have to do emails, obviously, some business-related stuff, Trade Society, Edgewonk. Um, sometimes there's other administrational stuff that gets really super annoying, like, I, know. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> going to the uh, city administration office, shit like that. It's horrible. That's what I do in the afternoon. But, yeah, my routine is actually get up, trade, uh, do my best, and then everything else comes after. Right. So you... How do you stay focused um, when you are when you're having your your trading sessions that stretch for a few hours? What is your? How do you do well, that? Yeah, important is that uh, I definitely have to wake up at least one hour before market open because my brain needs a long time to wake up. It's just like that, and uh, then yeah, just I usually put a small snack next to my table some nuts or so even now when i'm in the hotel the first thing i do when i arrive at the hotel is i go to the supermarket i buy some water i buy some fruits and some nuts or so and then i'm ready for the next trading session the next day and um, then i don't listen to music i find it distracting sometimes when you get really fast music then okay then you want to trade more and then <laughs> because it pumps you up you know that feeling when you're on the highway and you listen to a fast song, suddenly you're driving 180 or 200 instead of 120. Right. And then, and then you get a speeding ticket. So that's the same in trading. So. <laughs> but this is super, in because you also don't drink coffee, right? Yeah. And I, um, I listened to this podcast um, from Dr. Huberman, who was on um, 
he was on Impact Theory yesterday, he was on Joe Rogan, and before that he was on Rich Roll. And he's like a researcher about emotions and stress. And he said, he gave the example, sometimes when you're in the supermarket and there's a long queue, sometimes you're very impatient. And sometimes you can just handle it and just stand there. Mm -hmm. And what he said is that the case is that your, your inner world doesn't match the outer world. When you're very aroused inside, then when the outside is going very slow, you cannot you cannot handle it and there's a mismatch, a mismatch. Sure. and uh, i thought about this as well um, so when you drink coffee in the morning you're immediately pumped up and your adrenaline and your heart rate goes up yeah. and this is maybe not the best approach to to start your trading day as well because trading obviously the candles work uh, or move very slowly mm-hmm. But when you when you're pumped up inside, then there's a also there's a mismatch between uh, your inner world and the outer world. So I think that's really something to look into. Yeah, especially for trading, it's like um, when you get to the charts in the morning. At least for me, I have to remind myself to okay, slow down. You're not gonna make money every day. There's not gonna be a trade every day. Yeah. Just relax, and uh, I definitely look at the charts ten minutes first before I do anything. So the first ten minutes of looking at the charts, I'm not allowed to do anything. I just have to look to get like a feel for the speed of the market and everything. Otherwise, I'm horribly um, making making really bad mistakes, and that's also because of the mismatch. Like my expectations don't match up with the outer world, and then <laughs> a lot of bad stuff happens. So. Right. <laughs> so what is your what is your trading style? Uh, well, I'm a day trader primarily, uh, mostly with the trend or yeah, eighty percent with the trend, some against the trend. Uh, I day trade the Renko bars, for example, um, on the smaller time frames. So and uh, then the one I teach for our students is the pullback trading system, which is on the one hour charts. So based on the daily charts, I look for strong levels where could price potentially turn. Then I wait for the rejection and the pullback, and then I get in. So those are the two main trading strategies that I use every day. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it's a very relaxed trading style in my opinion because um, I I know that I'm trading at key levels in the market, and I know that I'm trading with the strength of the market. Right. So that that makes it very. I have huge confidence in my trades, so I don't get shaken out easily. Right. And um, this is actually because we're doing the masterclass now for a year, I think. And this is the first time that I understood how to do multi time frame analysis. I've been trading for <laughs> for fourteen years now, and I never I never got it. I never understood how can people use a higher time frame because on the higher time frame the price is already running so far away from you. Yeah. When you try to time it on a lower time frame, it, it never made sense to me. But this is really um, the, especially the concept of like deceleration, yeah. uh, where it is happening, and then getting your daily bias. Oh. Um, you're still on the lower time frames. You're still very early on into new moves, so mm-hmm. the price hasn't really run away. So that is that's uh, yeah. I learned quite a bit from the masterclass as well. That's really cool, actually. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I also learned the breakout strategy from you. Actually, I never know how to break out trade breakouts before because I didn't. It didn't make sense to me to get into a trade when it's already running. I was always a pullback trader, but uh, now I see the. I see it makes sense, and I apply it profitably. Actually, so <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. 
And you, you said you're trading um, multiple strategies as well. And we often, or I often get the question, should you start or what should you do? You have one strategy or many, or what is your what's your advice there? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentored quite a few people from zero. And uh, I always ask them first, the first thing I ask them is like, what do you want from trading? Uh, like, what, what are your goals in trading? Do you want to be a full-time trader? Do you want to be a part-time trader just uh, as a wealth manager um, for your own wealth and keep your nine-to-five job? How much time do you want to invest into trading each day? And um, how long do you want to hold your trades? Stuff like that. And once they have an answer to all these questions, I can actually teach them in a manner that fits their personality and their lifestyle goals. And then it makes then it's very easy for people to stick to one strategy because they believe in it 100%. But as soon as there is some friction between your lifestyle and your goals then uh, and your trading strategy, it becomes really hard to stick one strategy when you take like two or three losses in a row. You think like, oh, this is not fun anyway, and I'm losing money. Screw that. I'm going to try to use a new strategy. So <laughs> that's the first thing people have to know, I think. And then it's very easy to stick to one strategy. And once you have mastered that, and it works well for you, you can, for example, learn complementary strategies. So, for example, what I do is now I have the bias from the daily charts for my for my longer-term swing trading strategy, and I use that exact same bias for day trading strategy, for example, right? where I get in with smaller stops, and uh, but I also get out much faster. So I'm trading around a core position, for example. Then you can add, 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 add ons additional strategy, but in the beginning, definitely stick to one and make sure it fits your goals 100%. Right. I also think it's a, it's a skill to build a profitable strategy. And once you have learned it once, you can replicate, uh, replicate it much, much easier once you know yeah. how to adjust certain things and what to look for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So one strategy first. And once you master that... Um, look for complementary strategies. You don't want to confuse yourself with too many different things. Yeah, yeah. Also because your brain is always working in the background and if you give too much input at the same time, it's just going to get very confusing. <laughs> right, yeah. So we what, reached... What? What, about, what about your routine, by the way? When you're trading or when you're... When do you get up usually? <laughs> I was never a big fan of routines, <clears throat> um, but since I have my dog, there's uh, no way around this ah, anymore. Okay, yeah. Sure. So yeah, it's uh, it's really nice actually to to have a kind of routine. And everybody or many people have probably uh, read the book from Jocko Willink, "Discipline Equals Freedom." I think this is quite a, it's a it's an interesting thought. You need to be disciplined at sometimes, uh, and then you you get your work done, and then you have more free time. Mm -hmm. I often. I often think like this regular nine to five um, job thing, um, people who are stuck in those offices for eight hours, they could easily get the same work done in five hours or less probably. I think three. <laughs> yeah, there's so much waste of time because you need to stretch and then you get tired and then you're not focused. Yeah. So yeah, if, you are, if you're good at making a schedule, stick to it, do the work, um, then you have more free time. So this is actually how I realized, okay, a routine is not too bad actually so yeah i get up um around yeah between seven and eight usually then i do some um some charting work i'm not too bad waking up in the morning i i can get to the charts right away 
Um, so that's what I do. Then after two hours, I take my dog out. She wakes up at 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, she only needs like 14 hours of sleep a day. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, after, and that's really cool. I, the One of the best things about having a dog is you're forced to go out. Yeah. So yeah, I get a little bit of uh, sun and free time and nature time. And then I come back to the charts, do some more. But since I'm more, or I used to be more of a swing trader, there's not too much time you need to put in. The most important is that you in the morning you prepare your charts. So what I do is in the morning I go through all my charts, update the levels, update price alerts, see if there's anything coming up for the day. And then, yeah, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want until the next four-hour candle comes or two-hour or whatever you trade. Mm. And in the meantime, I, I like to do sports, nothing spe uh, specific. I just like to go to the gym and switch it up. I used to be into running, but then it became a little bit boring. I got into yoga and, yeah, I do it every now and then. But one thing that I realized is that I need to have change in my in my life. Mm -hmm. I think that's also why, okay, I moved to Asia, I moved back to Frankfurt, now I'm going to move back to Asia, and mm -hmm. who knows uh, what happens. So I don't, I don't like to do the same thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. So that is, uh, yeah, I like to, to change things up and try new things that's really cool. You never know what, what fun activity or thing you, you will encounter when you try something new. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I 100% agree. It's the same for me also. Like the only constant in my life is trading. That's yes. like the one thing that I always <laughs> do exactly the same thing. Yeah. And everything else is just in constant motion. Yeah. I mean, you can create this one uh, basically uh, life routine that you do maybe for two or three weeks, a month, two months. And then after two months, when you feel like time is just like stopping, but at the same time, it's passing really fast. Then right. I know I have to change something. Yes. Yeah. No. It's like. And then. Yeah. yeah it keeps life interesting. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I rented this office office space because I thought I needed to have a change. Then I cancelled the office. I moved back home. Now we're moving back to Thailand. And yeah, it's always I need some new fresh input and stimulus. And yeah. I think that's really important because trading in itself is uh, not the most. Well, there's not a lot of change in trading happening, so I think you need to find it in other areas to just mm -hmm. not get too bored out of your mind. Um, yeah, that's yeah. really important, I think. That's why I always, I always also say I'm, I'm passionate about lifestyle design. Like I'm, I'm thinking about okay, what, what, what's the next lifestyle I want to try? Right. Maybe I want to live uh, on a, on an island for a year at the beach, and then maybe I want to move to. Uh, New York for uh, for a year into the middle of the city where millions of people are then maybe for one year I want to do I don't know Thai boxing or so and then for the next year I want to learn how to ride a motorbike and uh, surfing and it's just lifestyle design is so cool yeah. that's what I what I really really love and uh, it just makes life so interesting because you don't have to live just one life in your life you can you can live so many lives in your life it's amazing and trading right. gives you that opportunity. Uh, it's the constant in your life and everything else is just whatever yeah. you want it to be. That's well, yeah. really cool. And one thing I think many people overlook is um, you don't need to be a billionaire to to yeah. have, a, have a lifestyle where you can try out new things. I often get questions from people, how do you actually live in Asia and travel around the world? And 
um, you need so much money and blah, blah, blah. But I think the most important thing is you need to have courage to just break out of out of your routine and just go out of your comfort zone. I don't think it's, well, it's not, I've done it a few times. It's not expensive to, if you really have a passion for traveling, um, if you really want to explore the world, then you can do it on a on a small budget because things are not as expensive. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the courage always. It's but it's the same when you make the shift from full from a nine to five to full time trading. It's the courage you need to just break out of out of your circle or of your of your routine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that brings us to the next question that we got. Why do you move to Asia or why are you going to now move to Asia and what are your plans? Because maybe some context for people who don't know us. We we both lived in Asia for a few years. And then around three years ago, we came back to um, to Frankfurt or to Germany to just mix things up a little bit because we are both from Germany, actually, for those who don't know. And now um, we are both actually moving back to Asia. I'm moving to Thailand and you're probably moving to Hong Kong or Bali or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So why why this change? Yeah, well, for exactly the reason that we just said. I mean, we had a great time in Frankfurt. It was fun. But then it's uh, it feels like, okay, now I, we know every bar, we know every restaurant in Frankfurt, we know the lifestyle. That's just, that was our life for the last two or three years and it's time for something new. I mean, <laughs> I don't have to do this for the next 50 years. And I mean, that's what people don't get. Nothing in life is ultimate. You just, um, when you get bored of something, then try something new. It's, it's very, very simple. And in, in my opinion, it was just time for us to, try something new or go back to what we also really enjoyed and obviously the cost of living in um, Asia are also a bit lower well not not really in Hong Kong but the uh, taxes are much lower as well <laughs> so that's a bonus <laughs> yeah and um, one thing that I often think about is that on social media or in, in media in general it's when somebody changes their opinion or changes their mind, it's always portrayed as a weakness, I think. Yes. Especially uh, politicians or you cannot change your mind. That's, I think, also why things move so slow in certain things in in life or in society. But I think it's actually a a strength if you are not really attached to your your ideals, if you can just overthrow tomorrow. uh, And I completely can, can do that if I... If I change my mind about something, I don't care what I said yesterday. I will completely change uh, everything that I thought I will change. I will just throw out all my stuff, um, get rid of everything and just move on. And that's, yeah, I think with opinions as well, it's very important, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some ex-girlfriends accused me of that, actually. <laughs> you change your opinion all the time. I was like, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. I'm a human. I'm not a machine. Like, yeah. I get new information. I get uh, new maybe some new ideas when I'm meditating or so on. And then this new idea forms in my mind. And I think that I have a better idea now and I replace it with the idea from yesterday. Why not? I mean, (laughs) the the only constant is change in the end, especially in life and as quickly as we are moving. So, and in trading too, if you you, uh, get married to an idea, you're going to go broke and that's all you get from that, right? Right. Yeah, I think in trading it's really important you stay open-minded to change your opinion yeah, about always. Oh, about a trade as well. Yeah. When a trade doesn't work out, 
don't stick to it. You don't have to defend it. It's uh, yeah, just get out and move on. It's really, really important. Yeah. That's also a problem. I think when you post your trades uh, on social media, you immediately get to a position where you try to defend it. Yeah, because yeah. You don't want to look like you, you made a wrong call, um, which is just crazy, I think. But yeah. You know, Peter Brandt, he posted a trade and then five minutes later he deleted it and said uh, too many toxic answers. Yeah, exactly. Like, people take it take it personal. For example, when, when you say, okay, Tesla is going to go down or whatever, or some index is going to go down. Cryptos. Uh, and then people take it personal. That's yeah. insane to me. But, right. Yeah. That's the way it is, yeah. All right, we have a few more questions, which are, I think, really important. Is it important to find a trading partner or community, or is it better to work alone? In my opinion, it's always good to have a peer group, um, at least of a few like-minded individuals. Like one accountability trading partner is always great. Uh, better like three, a group of three to five people, maybe. You can bounce off ideas. You can talk to them when you have a shitty drawdown. Um, they can keep you on track. You can do the same for them. I think it's always easier to work <clears throat> as a team as opposed to being a complete loner um, because it makes life just much easier. And trading too. I mean, trading can be a very uh, lonely job, sitting in front of your charts all the time. And uh, it definitely helps to have someone that you can talk to as well because <clears throat> for many people, they're their spouse or their girlfriend, boyfriend are not going to know what the hell you're going through as a trader. <laughs> and before you let it out on them, just do it with someone who really understands, right? Right. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. The only issue I think is um, confirmation bias could come up. Yeah. So you could talk yourself into a trade because everybody's doing the same thing and then everybody's really hyped about the trade because everybody found it. Yeah, that's the only thing I think. But yeah, in general, I think having somebody to bounce off ideas off, it's really important or just get your frustration out mm -hmm. uh, or just get your ideas out. Actually, it's um, talking about what is in your head and um, really getting out your ideas is really important because if they are in your head, I often see that when I read about a concept or something and I just keep it in my head, it's mm -hmm. really different than when I talk about it. You'll see actually that you don't fully understand it unless you have tried to explain it to somebody else. It's really, it's really important. And you think about things differently. True, true. 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. We have a few more. What is, let's, okay. What is the current book that you're reading? Uh, right now, I'm rereading uh, Market Mind Games by Denise Schall, which I'm really enjoying because I'm a discretionary systematic day trader or trader. And uh, she's basically the thesis of the book is she says that uh, instead of trying to suppress our emotions or make them go away, we, we can actually use them as an edge. And uh, I have I've done this experiment uh, in the last week based on that book where I look at the one minute chart only. I have no indicators, I have no system, <clears throat> I only have the one minute chart of the euro dollar and I look at it and when I feel like, when I, like I, I, I learned to listen to myself over the years and when I feel like this looks like a good long, then I get in or this looks like a good short, then I get in. 
<clears throat> and I actually made money over the last week. So it was fun. It was a fun experience without any system or so. 100% discretionary, only based on my emotions. Because in the book, you, you will do some experiments, you will learn how to listen to your emotions and so on. So you can actually use it as an edge because our subconscious is so super, super powerful. And we only utilize like 7% of our brain. Everything else happens in the background. But you still get those signals all the time. Yeah. Just most people don't know how to listen to them or what to make of them. So I did this for the last week. It was a lot of fun. And uh, of course, I did it with very small position size. So I have no pressure from the money and so on. So I can be 100% in the zone. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade my uh, real account with that style because it can backfire quickly, I think, without a system. Um, but yeah, it was super interesting. So yeah, Market Mind Games by Denise Shaw. Great read, I think. Yeah. Isn't she the one who was portrayed in uh, Billions? Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Oh, okay? That's she's her. the trading psychologist, right? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. What about uh, you? I am. Um, I'm not. I made the decision 2020. I'm not reading new books. I'm only okay. rereading books that I've read in the past that I enjoyed. And I'm currently um, on my phone. I'm when I'm going out with my dog. I'm listening to Eckhart Tolle once again, New mm -hmm. Earth. And uh, on my Kindle, I'm reading Untethered Soul from Michael Singer. Ah, yeah. yeah. It's so really weird. interesting. When you read a book like two, three years ago, and you just let it let some time pass, and then you read it again a little bit later, the book has completely changed because you have changed. And the concepts, some concepts that you read about the first time will have sunk in. And then your mind is open for for new and for the for more advanced things, or just you pick up new things. Mm -hmm. I think that's really um, important because most people they read book after book after book, and they never apply the knowledge. I think it's Tim Ferriss talked about it, and um, um, the art of learning. What's the guy um, Josh Waitzkin? Yeah, he also said it that. Um, I think he said, I don't, I'm not sure if he was the one, but yeah, if you don't apply the knowledge and it's completely waste of time to read a book yeah, and it's just a, another form of procrastination, I think. So that's, yeah. uh, that's really interesting. Just to, being busy. No? Yeah, exactly. Just stay busy and not do the, not do the real work. That's mm -hmm. uh, it's like people go to self-help seminars after self-help seminar and they never do the actual work. <laughs> um, but it just feels good in the moment to be, to be hyped up. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's start, uh, end with one final question. What is the single most important thing in your opinion about trading? Mindset, skills, routines? What is the, or maybe let's rephrase it. If for a trader that is struggling right now, what would you recommend? <clears throat> I mean, for me, the, the whole difference is always coming from my internal beliefs. So, Do I believe this is actually what I want to do? Do I believe this is what gets me where I want to be in life? And uh, if you really believe in something, then you will do all the work that it takes to get what you want. That's that's actually all it takes. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, internal beliefs, uh, your internal belief structure, you have to really like uh, examine that and uh, make sure that you are on track with your 
personality you're you also have a lot of limiting beliefs maybe your parents told you money doesn't grow on trees but of course it grows on trees what the fuck i mean uh, today's it's even easier you just have to press the button and the yeah, fat is ridiculous. making millions exactly so of course it's growing on trees <laughs> and you, you go out on the street there's abundance everywhere you can ask people can you give me two euros everyone will give you money so there's so much money in the world it's ridiculous like there's now there's eight or ten times more money in the world than value actually right so that's super interesting so uh, if someone had all the money in the world he could buy the world ten times <laughs> so of course it's growing on trees for example and that's just one limiting belief so you really have to examine your limiting beliefs and also your empowering beliefs like and um, what what uh, kind of legacy do you want to leave as a human? What kind of life do you want to live? And once you really streamlined all of that, you're really on track with your beliefs, everything else will become super easy. Like you will not hit snooze in the morning. You will not uh, get drunk before the day before an important trading session. You will um, do everything that you have to do in order to reach what you want in trading and to be aligned with your goals and it's the best feeling in the world because you're just so aligned with yourself and with what you are doing and then it also feels like the universe is conspiring to help you to make you successful it's just amazing to be so aligned with yourself and the world it's amazing and that all has to do with beliefs i think and a lot of that is meditation introspection um yeah stuff like that so that's i think is the most important thing right. yeah and you said it before that self-awareness is really important yeah and the more I, I i the more we mentor people or the more we engage with people in general i think one of the biggest problems is why people don't have it is because they're always getting distracted yeah. and they're always distracting themselves with social media always when you are trading don't have Skype open, don't have Facebook open, don't chat on Netflix, uh, don't watch Netflix and chat on WhatsApp. Yeah. Just do one thing at a time. I think that's really important. Um, distracting, I the possibility to distract yourself is really um, a big problem for many people. It's like Eckhart Tolle always calls it lost in thought. How often do you walk down the street and you don't even know what you how you got here over the last 100 meters? Yeah. Because you were just thinking. <laughs> and the problem is that this, it's just like a like a mental. Um, you're always thinking the same things over and over again. It's not like you're having great, amazing, creative new thoughts. It's just you're just running on autopilot. Like also, um, Joe Dispenza always says, you're running on autopilot. And breaking out of this autopilot, I think, is really really important for for everybody. Mm -hmm. So okay. living your life a little bit more conscious. And yeah, I think that's the purpose of meditation. I think that's one of the main purposes of a meditation that you can just for at least a few minutes just unplug from all those distractions and yeah just carry over that thought in your trading when you're trading don't don't have every all the distractions open just focus on one mm -hmm. thing at a time put in quality time i think that's really really important mm -hmm. and that's that's also yeah silence silence is such a powerful concept especially during these times where i mean your brain as i said is it's, it's always running in the background and that's why, for example, when you want to remember the name of an actor or a book, you cannot remember it. And then three hours later, after the conversation suddenly comes up, it's like, oh, my God, 
that was the name <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere that's because your brain is always working and silence is such a powerful concept in, in these days especially where we are always distracted I mean you come home you put on Netflix you listen to music when you go to work you can't even go to the fucking gym without listening to music like every, you always have to be distracted all the time Right. and that's why when you really sit down and you listen to yourself at least for 30 minutes an hour or so so many great things can happen it's really freaky right <laughs> it gives you a huge edge over other people i think yeah when i um when i take my dog out often i listen to podcasts but um i think 50% of the time what i do is i i put one song on spotify on repeat for one or two hours yeah and it's just it's really nice that you're not Of course, your mind will drift sometimes, but um, yeah. it's not like you're having another stimulus. You're actually, um, you can be more observant of your thoughts mm -hmm. and not distracting, not getting lost in, in some other conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Dr. Huberman, the podcast that I talked about, um, if I don't forget it, I will put the link into the show notes, but uh, <laughs> most likely it won't be there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he also said that um, you need to have, you need to really distinguish between focused work and then you completely need to unplug and do something completely different that's when your brain is making those new connections and that's mm -hmm. when you will figure out things and uh, i remember this when i was in university i was actually becoming quite a good student especially during my master thesis and what i did was i in the morning i was going to university to the library writing for three four hours and then i would just take my mountain bike and go into the into the woods for three mm -hmm. or four hours and uh, without any no music, no podcast, nothing. And very often I was having those little uh, moments where things come up that mm -hmm. they just came out of nowhere, how I could perform a test differently or how I could do something differently in the in the thesis. And that was really, I think that's really, really powerful. And these days we don't have it because yeah. we have always input, 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 and then our yeah. mind is just completely fucked. Yeah, I think that's really <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> and then you are at the end of the day in your bed you're exhausted but you haven't actually achieved anything yeah. and you just feel busy all day without actually doing something yeah and then you go to bed and your mind is still racing like on right. the highway it's uh, right. horrible right yeah awesome so i think that was a really interesting session i enjoyed it yeah. so we will do it again um hopefully next week we'll see yeah yeah, yeah. let's try to make a routine <laughs> let's, let's do it. All right. So thanks for your time. Enjoy your time in, in Berlin. And I will see you in two days back in Frankfurt. That sounds good. Take care. <laughs>